You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Boys and girls, children of all ages, and everyone in between. My name is Cresta Star, and I'm joined with the extra special guest. You know her, I know her, we love her. Lyric, everybody. Hello. Happy to be here. Are you excited for a collision? Did you watch it last? Obviously, I did. I did. I definitely counted. I definitely caught it. I wasn't going to miss a Yuji Nagata match, so. Period. That was such a stiff match. I had never seen this guy before, but I was like, Whose grandpa's out here beating up on <laughs> Brian Danielson? 55 years old. Yeah, I'm a big new, I'm a big Japan girly. So Yuji Nagata, yeah, he's 55 years old and still very, very active. Yeah, he is so good. So good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you again so much for being here. If you like what you see and you're having a great time, leave us a thumbs up on this video. You can send us a super chat, any dollar amount. I think it's like a minimum of four or five dollars. I could be lying, but send us a super chat. We'll read it live on air. You can also send us a humper chat. I'll figure it out how to read it. Okay. We're going to, this is going to be a hot two woman power trip. It's not Iridium, but it's lyrics. So, you know, the ladies are coming over and Sean has trusted me to do this and i don't know why <laughs> also ladies and gentlemen i'm gonna tell you guys to go ahead and subscribe to fightful select it's the best five dollars in the business best 54 dollars in the business there's been a lot of wrestling news i assure you we are not talking about vince mcmahon here <laughs> but if you want to go and find out all the scoops and news if you if you really want head over to fightful select we've got all the thing and plus we've got news on mercedes monet okada Again, contracts and all that stuff with Vince. If that's what you're into, Fightful Select. Also, we're 11,000 subs strong. You could be one of them. Let's get into AEW Collision. Are you ready, Lyric? I lost you. Can you hear me? Lord, I put myself on mute. But yes, it's I okay. 
this is a very professional stream. I too have been muted plenty of times. <laughs> So we start off AEW Collision, surprisingly, with no bumper, none of that Saturday. It just went straight into the match, which mm -hmm. I thought was very interesting because normally they have, like, people talking about things. They have, like, hey, this is my show, and there's Eddie Kingston. Like, I don't want to do this. I'll get this camera out of my face. I hate it here, okay? <laughs> I hate it. So we start off the show with John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty, which in my heart, I was already sad because Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty didn't get an intro. So you know what that means. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> the match was longer than I expected. I think mm -hmm. it was like 12 minutes. So like it wasn't a squash by any means. They've been yeah. working together for a minute now. So. You know, I would have liked the entrance, though. I would. Yeah, no, I, I always feel like it leaves a bad taste in the viewer's mouth when the other guys are just already in the ring. It's like, yeah, I understand you want to get the show started, but it kind of gives, get these jabronis out here. My camera? Oh, now you can see the ash on my hand. You wouldn't focus on my face. <laughs> you can see every ash particle. That's fine. That's fine. From the start, this match was a brawl. It was stiff. Um, Claudio and Shane. Claudio keep pick, trying to pick up Shane Taylor like he was going to swing him. I'm like, boy. If he had done. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I was like, Claudio, we get it. We we know you're strong. We understand you're strong as ox, but you about to blow your back out, please. Bro, like. There are some people, it's impressive. Like, I was peeking at the Rumble. I'm not going to lie. I definitely saw Jade pick up Naya with one arm and was like this with the other. I was like, girl, knock it. But even she picked up Naya. It was like, pick her up, put her down. You're exactly. Not, you're not swinging Shane Taylor like that. That's, that's a lot of meat. That's a lot of man. <laughs> a big meat man, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do all of that big meaty men swinging. I believe Claudio could do it. I, I believe he could, but he's not going to feel his best the next day. But he, he, I think he can do it. But I think yeah. he could do it too. There was also a big deadlift from Shane Taylor with Claudio Casagnoli, I think, on his back. That was really impressive too. I also want to shout out the double team between Lee Moriarty, who had um, Claudio Casagnoli like in some arm stretch, and Shane Taylor just kicked him right in the stomach. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. the type of brawl that I want to see. Absolutely. We eventually see the win of this match where it stomps from Moxley into a choke into a deadlift, but Mox doesn't release the deadlift, and Shane Taylor just, I, I don't know if he tapped or if he just passed out. He just but passed out, yeah. BCC get the win. Lyric, overall, what did you think of this match, and do you think this puts Shane Taylor promotions at an advantage or at a disadvantage? Um, I think Shane Taylor promotions, them just being on TV is it puts them at an advantage, and like being able, they've been working with Moxley both separately lately, um, as well as together. So I think it puts them as a huge, huge advantage, especially because Shane Taylor was primarily in Ring of Honor. Yeah. And I think a lot of people felt that out of a lot of the that second wave of young guys, Lee Moriarty was kind of left behind compared yeah. to Wira Yuta and Daniel Garcia. And so I think that is very intentional that Mox and you know Claudio are trying to work with him and elevate help elevate him to that level. So I don't think that they really want lost anything here losing. And clearly, Mox is focused on revolution. There's a lot of chaos in the BCC right now. And so mm -hmm. I'm interested to see just where this is going, because I don't think that this is going to revolution. So I think this was kind of like a small holdover feud. Yeah. I am interested to see what's next. 
I agree with you 4,000%. I do enjoy seeing Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty, especially when you talk about Lee Moriarty to me came in the same time as the private parties as your top mm-hmm. flights, but top flights and private parties are getting more of a push and Lee Moriarty, we see him here, there. So I I'm here for it. And I think Shane Taylor in juxtaposition to Keith Lee, Brian Cage, Tongaloa, like, Bro, there's <laughs> that there is a space for him, especially I'm trying to campaign for this meat division. There's definitely a space for this man. Listen, this I've been saying that. I think that they should do a super heavyweight tournament. 305 live. They have enough people for it. I think it should be 10 minute time limits. Run it like they did essentially like Miro versus Hobbs at all. Yes. I think that there's so much, like, I think that there's a lot of, like, value in having a super heavyweight division. I don't know. Give them something to do. Because AEW has not historically been the best at booking bigger guys. Ooh, so come on, they, talk about it. You know, maybe throw them together. I don't know. Throw them together. Give us something, a meat division. Clearly, the fans are behind it. So, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Give us what we want, bro. Like, <laughs> you've got a million belts anyway. And Taz... Find some way to get Big E to commentate it, but Taz and Big E on the commentary for the big meaty matches. Chaos. Chaos. Match. <laughs> Every five minutes. That's a big piece of meat, but I digress. <laughs> That'll do it. I mean, maybe it's, I don't know if it's copyrighted, but they'll figure it out. They'll figure I'm, it out. I'm sure we can get, if not big meaty men slapping meat, 305 live. Come on, camera, please, please, please. I know how you give it up, so come on. Come on, camera. It's giving me the John Cena treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had Lexi there with the Undisputed Kingdom. I don't care if y'all don't like this, but I love it when Roderick Strong was screaming at people. So I'm glad he's back to doing that. <laughs> I like it's, the screaming as long as he's wrestling too. And so yeah. now that he's wrestling again, I'm cool with it. Because for a while, he yeah. was just screaming for no reason. I mean, he has his. His leg, his neck, his everything was broken. His neck, everything was hurting. Everything was hurting. <laughs> everything was hurting except his voice. Adam! Cole. Adam! <laughs> so I do enjoy that. Um, he crashes. Let me see. He crashes the interview with um Commander and is like, listen, Commander, you're not gonna beat Orange Cassidy, but wouldn't it be neat? Wouldn't it be rad if you were Atlantic champion? And I beat you for that revolution. Don't worry about it. We'll help you cheat. Bye. And Commander's like. So confused. Como se dice cheat. <laughs> also, that pink he had on. I will good. say that all the luchadors that I've had the privilege of seeing, their gear is always. <laughs> everything when you can't show your face. So you really got to do it up. Literally, literally, that backstage interview does lead into the Commander versus Orange Cassidy match. It was an international title match. I mean, I like Orange Cassidy, but Orange Cassidy has plot armor. Even when the Undisputed Kingdom came out to cheat, I kind of knew what this was going for. I I don't like that Commander in this situation. This was a good match, so let me say that. Yes. Overall, I don't like the story. Like, okay, here's some random guys that thought Orange Cassidy. Because Orange Cassidy and John Moxley need to take a break. <laughs> These guys have been wrestling since since the whole thing started. <laughs> and they haven't stopped. So while I'm glad that he's still defending his title up until he fights Roderick Strong, it just kind of feels like he's milling about until yes. he fights Roderick Strong. 
It definitely feels like he's in stasis right now. He was so invigorated by the Moxley feud. And I feel mm-hmm. like after he beat Mox, he's lacked direction ever since. Mm-hmm. And like that, that the thing about Mox is that like, even if he's not in a prominent role at AEW, he can do other things to refresh his character. Like, for example, like in New Japan, he's hot right now. Like yeah. as hot as he's been probably since maybe what, 2019. Um, so like, there's a lot going for him there. So so for him to like, I guess, like refresh his character. Well, Orange Cassidy, we don't see that as much. Yeah. So like, it's basically just the same thing. And obviously we're trying to get to revolution, but I think it's just, it feels very predictable right now. And I, yeah. and maybe they need to like throw him like some crazy opponents or something like, or something exciting. Like, I don't know, bring in some people from um, other promotions or something, because honestly, that was what the belt was supposed to be created for. Like, I agree. Um, so some international opponents could possibly like, you know, wake it up. But Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids, and he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing, too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, has energy all day, and Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like you said, it was a really good match, but I just find myself being bored. wanting more from yeah. Orange Cassidy because I think that I think that now us as fans we're getting to the point where yeah we get Orange Cassidy if he tried he'd be the man. I yeah. low key want to see him try now. You know what I yes. mean? I low key want to like if he's gonna be the man at this point. I feel like he'd have to try and win the the main belt. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, and I think that's the thing. Like last year built him up so high coming off of that first international title reign even after mox beat him people were like oh yeah let's put him in the world title picture Uh like you showed us what he was capable of and then immediately knocked him back down to the same old stuff that he was doing 
So yeah. like that's the thing. Like we know he's capable of being this main mm-hmm. adventure now. So why are we not seeing it? Yeah. I would have rather them just take him off TV for a while, honestly. Give him some chance to hear. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to run through this match because we talked about nuance and not the match. (laughs) The match was a pretty stiff match. There was a handshake in the beginning, but Commander besides Orange Cassie put his hand in his pocket. The match itself was pretty standard, kind of stiff, but then Undisputed Kingdom came out, did their typical shenanigans, but Roderick Strong distracting the ref still was able to let Orange Cassie get an orange punch off on Commander for the pin. Post-match, Roderick Strong goes to present the belt to Orange Cassidy and just drops it in front of him. Overall, the match is great. Also, there was a random music in the middle of it that started playing. I was like, what's happening? Uh, you know, sometimes with the production crew, you gotta just, <laughs> you just gotta ask questions. Hallelujah. Like, Praise. Just, Lord, just, okay. <laughs> Do what you want. I thought the match was fine. Again, I just want to see more from orange cassidy yeah he's champion but i kind of not a gimmick change for six i do like the hands in the pot i love it but i i want i want something more i'm i want something more it it feels like an appetizer at this point you know what i mean and i think it's like getting the appetizer after like the last time you came they gave you a steak dinner yeah you gave us good stuff like the type of steak like you cooking steak tonight can i come over exactly like it's like last time you gave us a steak dinner and now it's just like Take these Ritz crackers. <laughs> Not Ritz crackers. <laughs> Not even no cheese. Just the crackers. No soap. Like, it's like, what? <laughs> what? Oh, man, that's funny. That's a great way to end that one. <laughs> Next we see, they cut to a video. Well, not a video, but like backstage cameras. Daniel Garcia all beat up. Daddy Magic is like, call help. Shout out to Daddy Magic for being a good friend. Because even though Daniel Garcia told him to bugger off, he's like, that's my friend. (laughs) That's my friend. I love friend. So I respect it. So it's assumed that it was Undisputed Kingdom for a split second. A split second. I was like, could it have been Daddy Magic? Are you jealous? Don't break these guys up. I kind of like Daddy Magic being a cheerleader. But as Mm -hmm. you see later on in the show, that's not the case. Any thoughts on this? Yeah, they... um. AEW, I think right before Collision, they released a promo from um, Daddy Magic talking about his relationship with Daniel Garcia Mm -hmm. and how, like, he promised his mom that he would look out for him and stuff like that. So I think, like, there's a lot of interesting nuances Mm -hmm. here with their relationship. And so, like, I agree with a lot of stuff that you said, definitely. Period. Then we got a Tony Storm promo. (laughs) God. (laughs) I love Tony Storm. And in fact, I aspire to be this level of delusional in my <laughs> everyday life. That's so real. That That's like, so real. honestly, I, imagine going to work and it's like, Lyric, I need you to put these, uh, I just, uh, this is so hard. I, I, I have to go. I just, I just, I, I'll see where you is my pork dinner? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Dinner. Honestly, this is the best. And I love Tony Storm. I love Tony Storm. I love Tony, but this is the best. I'm eating this up. When she said, I won't be there next week because I'm not allowed. I think it was Boosier or wherever it was. Boosier, she said, yeah. Boosier I'm not Louisiana. welcome there because of racehorses being put down. I'm like, where the, what references is who? <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's just like the slight, like, how do I say it? It's like those small nuances where mm. she literally can look like she's about to grow up, like uh, throw up. Like she, like when Mariah, she's like, "Oh, maybe I can come to your match." She said, "Where is it?" Oh, 
Mother, no. please, no, Vegemite again. Uh, uh, oh, uh. no, <laughs> bro. I mean, it's it's a nice juxtaposition when you have someone like Diana expose her. Like, girl, you were born in '95. What are you doing? You weren't born in 1905. You were born in 1995. I think a lot of people forget because she's so accomplished. I will say, like Tony has won championships in WWE stardom, AEW. Like she's as accomplished as they come in wrestling. But she's like what 28? Yeah, Tony Storm is young. So young, like she started so young. You know, because she's from Australia, lived in the UK, lived in Japan, lived in the US. Like, she's world traveled, done, done it all. But she's only 28. And so, like, just for her to even be, like, able to tap into, like, that old people character right now is kind of crazy. Like, it's who are you hanging out with backstage? What old man? What old lady hanging out with backstage? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You must be chilling with the street seamstress and like, yeah. I, I like that. Like, yeah, just taking notes. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a really good gimmick. I, yeah. it's, it's up there, unfortunately, for me, with the Bang Bang Scissor gang. They should have been ass bang scissor boys, but whatever, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, they would never. But I, I feel you. I mean, all it takes is Dan Housen to go, ass scissor bang boys, and everyone's going to start calling them that. It's too, like, at this point, this is a, this is a lot of characters to put on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. You're right. Like the printing press is about to say enough. Wrestling Tees is gonna look at AEW like, like, (laughs) okay, girl. Like, so let me get this straight. On the back of the shirt, you want ass bag scissor boys. Scissor boys, all caps, (laughs) all caps. (laughs) Okay. This You talk about everything else. This is what wrestling is meant to be. Fun with yeah. your friends and you guys, all of you who are here, according to two different counts, is 140 and then there's 71. But I love all of you for being here. So thank you so much. All of this Tony Storm shenanigans leads into Mariah May versus Lady Frost. And I'm very familiar with Lady Frost and that is a stiff. <laughs> she works stiff. Now, even though Mariah May is jabroniing it up, Mariah May not too long ago was tearing it up in New Japan, working stiff like Camille Brick, like Julia. So to me, it's like if you are new in the AEW audience or you're new to Mariah May, you're like, oh, this girl going to get beat up by Lady Frost. That was not the case. This was a stiff match from two stiff women, and I was quite happy. Um, um, My literal first note is these broads is working stiff. Period. That's that. Also, I am a bona fide wow nine twenty a women's match. Tony's Tony Khan. Let me give you your flowers. This one was at eight thirty. Come on, Tony Khan. I, I think we got two women's matches tonight. I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, uh uh-uh. uh, we we working today. Come on, Tony. You said you're gonna change it around. You see the criticism because it's me every day, every Saturday, every Wednesday, every Friday, nine twenty. Well, not Friday because it comes on at ten, so you get reprieve. So every every Friday, that Wednesday and Saturday, I'm like nine twenty. Where are the women? This is ridiculous. But I saw it. This match was good. There was a nice German release suplex on Mariah May from Lady Frost, who was just yeeting this girl. There was a nice drop, um, shotgun drop kick. From Mariah May 
on Lady Frost as well. And there were big Lady Frost chants, but too bad they were for not. Mariah May hits the May Day, and that's the end of the match. I don't think this match went like, what, eight minutes? What about six, minutes? six, six and a half? But they, a, they packed a lot into it. Yeah, it was a good match. Literally, what did you think it. about the match? Well, I am a bona fide Mariah May stan. I watched her entire stardom run. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually, I got into stardom the night she debuted. So Ooh. I've been following like her career for a while now and just watching her grow. Like she was always super strong and charismatic in stardom. And I think like that made her shine. Mm -hmm. But to see her put it all together with the in-ring and also just be that total package on TV because a lot of people don't adjust straight to TV well. Yeah. Uh, but she has just immediately just adjusted so well she brings it all together and i yeah like you said a lot of people just looking at her they'll be like oh i don't know if she can wrestle like that but she is really good she did 99 matches in nine months last That's year crazy. insane and stardom and so she she clearly is you know she she's coming for everything i don't know what she's coming for because you know with the tony stuff but mm -hmm. it's a great slow burn lady frost always impressed presses like mm -hmm. she has such a fluid style um and i think like she has so much like lucha influence and, I, and she just moves like water in the air like i think like it's absolutely gorgeous i loved it and i, I like the going suplex for suplex like those were stardom style Girl. those neck bumps i live for stuff like that like stiff women's matches are my favorite thing ever so you know, I love when the girls just beat the hell out of each other. And yeah, so equality, baby. Exactly. <laughs> I'm all for equality. And so this was it. This was this was it. The post-match comments that Mariah did were they were fantastic as well. I'm I'm a fan of where this women's division is going right now. Yeah. I can't wait for the eventual turn from Mariah May on Tony Storm. Cause I think that those matches are going to be stiff. Because Tony Storm, even though she's being a crazy old lady right now. She's a stiff worker. That yes. is a stiff worker. So her versus Mariah May. I wish I may. I wish I might. Tony Khan sign Camille Brick tonight. Uh, all three of these girls in one match. Yes. And throw Athena in the mix. Oh, my God. <laughs> I want to see these Listen, women fight. Tony Storm is one of the only foreigners ever who has ever won the Stardom World Championship. Ever. And a former winner of the five, five star Grand Prix, essentially like the equivalent of the G1 climax. So, like, I, a, a lot of people, a lot of times she did, she's not with opponents where she can showcase how she can work. And I do think that with this character, that's something that she still has to work on, on like mm -hmm. integrating the character with the in ring style. Well, but Tony Storm is a real worker, like, yeah. she's a real wrestler. And so, this eventual match, when it happens, it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Yeah. Real. I hope they stretch. Like if they they could, depending on how long they stretch the story out, it could happen at all in. Who knows? But that's true. And I think they would both get like a huge ovation there. I mean, I personally want Diana to beat Tony, and if she doesn't beat Tony, shenanigans because Diana Perazzo is another phenomenal technical wrestler. Yeah. Where it's like I could see her beating Tony back to normal. Like, she's going to stretch that girl eight ways from Sunday where Tony's like, all right, knock it off, all right? I'm not, exactly. I wasn't born in 1905. You got me, gal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't know how that's going to play out because in my mind, I could see Deanna beating Tony and Mariah May was like, well, then why was I jabronian for you all this time, you you piece of crap? And then turn, 
who knows? I'm excited to see where this goes. And Mariah May has a very bright future ahead of her in AEW. <clears throat> Following that Mariah May match, we get the Swerve video on Hangman. I just find it funny how both Swerve and Hangman were like, I'm done with this guy. I'm done with this guy. Until Hangman last year, last month was like, last week rather, was like, new year, new me, bitch. You <laughs> said new year, new me, dumb. You don't know what's crazy. I wrote it. I actually wrote it down on the sticky note. Like I put it on my wall. Like that, I put it on my wall because I said, you know what? That's the vibes for this year. <laughs> new year, new me, That's them the vibes. And so thank you, Hangman Adam Page, for giving me my marching orders for 2024. <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, Hangman and Swerve are in the most toxic situation. <laughs> toxic, yeah. And I love it. I don't know. Like, I'm so invested. And like I I I go on Tumblr every now and then to see what mm -hmm. the girlies are thinking. And the girlies on Tumblr, not only are they invested, mm -hmm. they are committed. They have they this is for them. They have they have they have decided that these are the two hills they are gonna die on. And I so I mean because like I personally think it takes a different kind of man to cut a promo on a man's baby who's like two months. Why are you cutting a promo on a baby? Swerve, you're a piece of crap. But also, Hangman coming back, it's borderline his drunk gimmick where he was drunk all the time just fighting people. This, but he's really on his cowboy shit. He really on his cowboy shit. He's it's like he's drunk off of like anger, like a yes. drunk off of anger. Like, yes, he's just like they're obsessed with each other. They both like, had it. But they like to pretend like they're not. I'm just like, I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about you. I'm not thinking about you. Anybody here to see you, Otis? Meanwhile, you got Otis's t-shirt on. <laughs> I think that this year, I think that they should, honestly, you want to shred, because honestly, I think that this is a few that can really sustain AEW for years, mm -hmm. like for the long run. And so I think like last year, how they did that um, mixed not mixed match, but the like the blind tag tournament. Mm -hmm. I think Hangman and Swerve should be partners this year. I think they should what? do it again. <laughs> I think they should do it again. Like, I, and you know, like my thing is, or maybe you save it until next year, like after they both get their world title runs or whatever. Because I think like that'd be an interesting thing to do for them. If you don't want them to be in the world title picture, put them That's in the tag division. Like you almost like Hangman and Kenny in a way. Like at first, you know, when AEW first started, like. Mm -hmm. I think that they would be a great team, like like to carry that blind tag tournament. So that's I can what see I see that. But my only complaint is that I want Hangman Page and Brian Keith to be in the same team and name it cow real cowboy shit. Because that was <laughs> I want Hangman Brian Keith and Bandito to go for the trio. Wow. <laughs> you cook, you cooking. You too early for you to be cooking like this. <laughs> She and Bandito, and we'll, we have to name the Stick 'em Up Gang or something like real, real cow, real cow. The, the bandits, I don't know, the outlaws. Y'all can call yourself whatever you want. I, I'm here for that. I am so, that is a stable. I'm so here. Who else got a cowboy gimmick? Show yourself. Wake <laughs> <laughs> it up. I guess whenever the guns get beat up and kicked out of Bullet Gang, because the guns get kicked out of Bullet Club. I don't, I, I don't know how to tell you guys this. Jay White has turned on everybody. The, the guns are eventually going to get kicked out of Bullet Club. And when oh, they, they do, might eventually kick him out, actually. Can you believe? Can you imagine Jay White getting kicked out of the Bullet Club? They would just have to find a replacement leader by then. Uh, but I just don't know who that would be. I don't Keith think it Robinson happens. for the memes. 
I don't think it happens like this year, but I do think it could happen eventually. Or you know, and that depends. Like I think Bullet Club's gonna be interesting around Forbidden Door time. Yeah. I yeah. think that's when it's really gonna heat up. Cause then you I think this is gonna be the year that we see the new Japan Bullet Club and the mm-hmm. AEW Bullet Club fall uh, you know, cross paths. But the New Japan Bullet Club, they having problems right now. So Yeah, because half of their half of their people left or is leaving. Not even just that, but like there's so David Finley's the new leader, and like the the younger guys, he's starting to talk to them crazy, mm-hmm. and they not they not feeling that. Um, so we shall see. A lot is going to play out soon. They have a big match that Will Ospreay's last match before mm-hmm. he goes to AEW. So on February 11th in Osaka, it's going to be a cage match five on five. I can't wait. Honestly, it's yeah. a. I've been saying this for the past three, four weeks, maybe even several weeks. What an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. I know! There's so much going on where if you don't like this, you can look at this. And if you don't like that, you can look at this. And even if you don't like that, me personally with the guns, I I want to hate them just like I want to hate the acclaim. But the presentation is good and these they're over. Damn it. I'm damn. Why you gotta be damn it? Damn it. And I can't hate on the growth because the guns have grown so much. They have. I'm getting off topic again, y'all. Thank you so much for being here. This is collision, but we're talking <laughs> about wrestling. We hanging out talking about wrestling. <laughs> so that swerve promo leads into a hangman promo. Oh, sorry. Swear the point of the swerve promo is to tell hangman that you're gonna be fighting Toa Loa, Toa Leoa versus Hangman in the dealer's yep. choice. Hangman says in the follow-up um, video package, you're going to have to wait like the rest of the world to see the whole effing show. And like, come on now, RVD. Listen. Now, I mean, on the one hand, <laughs> Toa, Toa Leoa versus Hangman, okay. I like Rob Van Dam. But Rob Van Dam versus Swerve, Swerve is going to brutalize that man, and I don't want to. Do not treat Rob Van Dam like that. Because Swerve has really been wrestling like he got something to prove. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I will say, though, I think that this match... I, so I think the hangman Toa Leona match is going to be very stiff. and just yes. I think it's going to be absolute slugfest. But Swerve and RVD, I think we're going to see a lot of flippy shit. I don't know. Like yeah. I think we're going to see a lot of flippy shit. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I think we're going to see Swerve tap into that mode eventually. But this is kind of a showcase for him because you know what? He has that lucha style. He has that fluid That's true. style. And there's a lot of similarities, honestly, mm-hmm. I think with him and RVD as a wrestler of like their style. And so I do I think I get it. He's a high good. flyer. Exactly. You make a good point. I forget that because he's always, not always, but he's been more ground and pound lately. Very much so lately. And so like there's very, it's not a lot of opponents he can really showcase that side of himself mm-hmm. with. And obviously, his current character doesn't always call for it. Yeah. And I do think, like, with RVD, we're going to see a lot of that Lucha Underground-type style from him, which is always good to see. So, yes. And also, it's RVD. As long as I get to hear walk again, re, <laughs> whoa, that's it. I mean. I don't care what song comes out, he come out to, really. As long as I can see him do RVD. <laughs> He's so good at... RVD is somebody who is also up there in age that it's good to see you out here wrestling, still being able to mix it up. And it's also not lost on me that last week Swerve 
just wrestled Jeff Hardy in a in a really good match. So you now wrestling RVD. I see you getting your attitude ever on. I see you're not right. sneaky. I see you. And also, like these are like the how do I, how do I, you know? There's a difference between like a Billboard classic and a hood classic. You know? Yeah. And so I feel like Jeff Hardy and RVD are like they were never like obviously the biggest stars of their mm-hmm. era commercially. But the real ones, no, those were the fan favorites. Like those Girl, were the you guys. Say it. Black people love yeah, RBG. Black people love <laughs> We don't RBG. know why. We love them. We, we said, we love our people. We love our people. It's like, you know, it's like that. It's like, it's the hood classic. It's like, these are the, these are the influencers of the generation. Uh-huh. You know, like these are the people that influence so many people the ones that you wanted to dress like the one that you wanted to act like and so i feel like these matches are very like symbolic in a way like jeff hardy rvd because i think that's who swerve wants to be like he wants to be the influencer of this yeah so i can absolutely see that and he's wrestling guys who are invited to the cookout anyway so get into it it. people who ain't been like yeah people who've been stamped forever so like, no, you could come in. But you said, I don't care what you said. These guys are good. Mind your business. <laughs> and they can bring food. <laughs> Especially since, you know, Jeff done turned back the clock. You know, singles wrestler Jeff Hardy uh, versus the Hardy Boys in 2024. It's time to have some conversations because, I don't know, Big Jeff been doing pretty good on his own this year. I don't know. Like Matt Hardy also has a million kids. He said he wants to be a father. You know he I mean? ain't got no choice. He arguing with his baby mama on the internet. That's none of my business. You know whose business that is? Not mine. <laughs> like, listen, hey, I understand if wrestling ain't his primary thing right now because they got a lot going on. Um, this is me when I see wrestlers beefing online. Double tap. <laughs> I had nothing to do with me. I don't even have TikTok. So like when I saw like TikTok videos and stuff, I, I see it like you know on Twitter or whatnot. On yeah. Twitter, so I see stuff like. Who said that? I'd be like, who said that? Uh-uh. I'd be so confused because I really, I really don't have TikTok. Honestly, the way I feel about it, I'd rather look at that type of drama than the actual stuff that a CEO was wake any- that, that tea up. Wake anyway, <laughs> we're going on to our proven gowns match with Eddie Kingston. Who I don't listen, I'm fired up when I talk about it because it makes me upset. Because everyone who's ever had a complaint about that man, it's kind of like, so I was right. So, uh, anyway, Proven Gals match with Eddie Kingston versus Willie Mack. Shout out to Eddie Kingston. Since we talk about people who were invited to the cookout, real stuff. One, Edward Kingston. I love Eddie Kingston. There'll be no Eddie Kingston slander here. I know he's from Yonkers, but as a Bronx girl, we accept him. Yonkers and the Bronx are like this close together. So we accept him. He's a Bronx native, and I don't want to hear anything different unless it's from Eddie. Okay? This was also a good match. I yeah. have liked Willie Mack since he was teaming with Rich Swan back in Impact Now TNA. Mm-hmm. He is somebody, again, 305 Live, your meat division, fit seamlessly in there because Willie Mack is also lucha. There's no reason why you, Willie Mack, can move the way that you do. You and Keith Lee are freaks of nature, and I respect it, but also you're too fast for your size. His <laughs> moveset it- it blows me away. Like, yeah. and his he has he's so charismatic. Um, he's so athletic. Like, he's just he 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 does it all. Like, and I'm really glad that he's had like this for I don't know if he signed or not, but like 
this prolonged stay in AEW and Ring of Honor, I've really uh, loved that from him. And mm -hmm. him versus Eddie, I love Eddie Kingston. So, you know, like you said, this is a great cornerstone, cornerstone uh, of the meat division. Yeah. Hopefully. That I, I would like. love to see Eddie in the meat division. But also, Ooh. Eddie Kingston don't know wrestling is fake. So I Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not going to tell him. I'm not telling him. You going to tell right. him? It's a couple people AEW who don't know wrestling is fake. That's why. That's true. That's why Eddie and Roosh can't wrestle each other. Because <laughs> Roosh don't know it's fake either. <laughs> Roosh refuses to be told it's fake. Like, and if it's fake, I'm never losing. What do you mean I got to lose? I <laughs> do a job. <laughs> a you job. job. I haven't worked a nine to five since 97. What are you I talking know, about? It's a clock in. <laughs> Only time I try to clock in is if I'm getting the one, two, three. I don't, I don't do, I don't do. No, he said, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't lay down, baby. No. <laughs> so we start off with this match with now, I'm sure you know, Lyric, Nigel McGinnis is a hater, certified hater, like more of a hater than Stokely <laughs> Hathaway. And I didn't think that was humanly possible. But this match tonight, he was hating with cause. And I thought I would never say that. This man, or every week, any chance he get a chance to dunk on Danielson, he's like, clam digger. Clam digger. <laughs> this man is a bum. He can tell that by his wife. So Brittle he started Brian. off with the show saying, the king of the bums started off as a slur, and now it's endearing. I'm like, yo, Nigel, why you? I mean, you hate it with cause, but like he is king of the bums, but he's my. If this guy he's can be my king of the scumbags or my scumbag, he could be my king of the bums. <laughs> he's my bum. So <laughs> he said, "Um, because I don't like you, I can spit on you." Making a good point when he was talking about um who spit on somebody last Danielson night. spit on him. On Danielson Eddie. spit on him. And wasn't isn't Danielson also head of the disciplinary committee? And Nigel also brought that up. Like, you should get a fine for that. So <laughs> listen, Nigel is a hater, but tonight he was hating with cause because Brian Danielson has been all one. He got his little two straight backs and he acted like he was in set it off being a bully to everybody in the locker room. <laughs> so back to this match. This was a stiff match. There was a cannonball into the turnbuckles for Eddie Kingston because Willie Mack was really giving it to Eddie Kingston before that. But that's in my opinion where the match began to change. There was a nice power bomb onto Eddie Kingston, but the way Willie Mack Slammed down Eddie Kingston. You would think that he ate his last slice of pie. He's like, I'm going to get you, sucker. I'm not playing with you. No. There were these test shots. In <laughs> Bro, because it was like, you Eddie? <laughs> there was a little stank on it. There was extra That's stank on it. There's a little stank on it. Yeah, I appreciate it. stank on it. Like but that. Eddie Kingston is also one of those wrestlers, I feel like, if you don't put extra stank on it, he thinks you're not disrespecting him. So you think I can't Absolutely. Wrestle? For sure. So you think I can't. Are you going to so, use it on me? <clears throat> I don't play those games. I don't play those games. <laughs> so there were chest chops in the middle. There was slap, a big stunner on Eddie. And then Eddie, I think Willie Mack goes up for a splash, and Eddie gets his knees up. From the knees up, Eddie was, I mean, Willie was stunned into a spinning back fist. One, two, three. Eddie Kingston wins. Um, They say it's a proving grounds match, but I'm like, how is this a proving grounds match when your champion, who's supposed to... I, I like the match. Let me say first and foremost, I like the match. But I think if we're doing things that are qualifiers for Eddie's one of Eddie's titles, because shout out to having three. Yeah. I don't think he should be in the match. Because if he beats you, get to the back of the line. What are you talking about? 
I also think what I do like about Collision, and I, I think that Collision does this better than just about any other wrestling show, is that like sometimes there's a lot of very short matches put on the card. Like you'll see five, six minutes here and there. And there will be like a lot of talent who you know is not going to win, but they're always super quality matches. And like, yes. I feel like everybody gets a chance to get their shit in. Like Willie Mack is a good example. The workhorsemen are a great example. Yes. Yes. Every time they are booked on collision, like they really, you know, the, I, they come out of it. Everybody gets their shit in. And so like, I, I really appreciate like the short matches on collision because it, a lot of times, like, you know, you see a five minute match, like, oh, that's a waste of time. You mm-hmm. know, like, oh, like, why am I watching this? But I, I feel like they don't have the problem. But I also... I understand what you were saying about like the proven ground stuff. I think that, in my opinion, I think that they still haven't quote unquote figured out all the the kinks of this triple crown situation. Yeah. And so I think that they just doing shit. Honestly, they just doing they just doing shit. They just doing shit right now. Like they I'm just saying. I'm, I'm seeing Eddie Kingston on TV. I'm not hey, and Willie Mac, you know, it's always really great to see him too. So like, you know, I don't, you know, I'm with the vibes. Yeah, you, you make a good point. Like, what, what are we doing here? I don't know. Put them on TV. All right, <laughs> let's get it. Let's work. <laughs> Our next match is Yuji Nagata versus Daniel Bryanson. Now, I'm going to let you take the reins on this because I am not familiar with Yuji, but I can say that this match, this match right here, this match right here, Brian Daniels and Eldar Abuse, number one. Secondly, that's not an old man you could just abuse. Oh, this old man was giving it right back to him. I please take the reins on this because again, I'm not familiar, but to me, this was a good match, and I'm tired. Bryce gotta lose this up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, so yeah, these are my this is a little background before the match. So when Brian Danielson originally um started wrestling, um, when he was like an amateur getting started the first iteration of the LA dojo was happening in Japan. Uh And so he was training like, so that's why he has a lot of early new Japan matches. And so Yuji Nagata was one of his mentors. Um, Yuji Nagata is one of the greatest, greatest um, IWGP heavyweight champions of all time. And he's the, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the only men who has ever held the IWGP championship from new Japan the Triple Crown from All Japan and the GHC Heavyweight Championship from NOAA. Wasn't he the guy before Okada? No. Okay. The Tanahashi is the guy before Okada. But was think he the of guy you, before Tanahashi? Nagario, yeah, he was one of the guys before uh, Tanahashi for sure. Okay. So like, he's like, there's no Tanahashi without Nagata. Okay. And then, um, so yeah, he's very accomplished. And the thing about like Yuji Nagata is that He's like super active. So like he won the triple crown for all Japan last year. He Come won on their, now. I know that he right. won their round robin tournament, like um, like you know, last year. So he's he he's just still he's still in the gym every single day, like no days off. He recently did World Tag League. That's so crazy. that was a couple months ago, teaming up with his rival of 40 years. Minoru Suzuki, who was just on Dynamite hey! on Wednesday. So like those are like they're like arch nemesis and so for 40 plus years. So they finally teamed up together for World Tag League, which was hilarious. So like there's a lot of symmetry mm. this week with Minoru Suzuki being on Dynamite and um Nagata being on collision. Said all that being greeted by Danielson Travesty, by the way. Ex- <laughs> I said all that to say that. 
Brian Danielson has never beat Yuji Nagata up until this point. So like Chris Charlton made a great point on Twitter of saying that it seems like because Danielson is also booked for that February 11th show in mm-hmm. Osaka for New Japan, it seems like him and Zack Sabre Jr. are both wrestling their former mentors to prepare for each other. Because mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, Zack Sabre Jr. wrestled Tiger Mask, who was one of his mentors and is also in his 50s. Um, and he won. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we had yesterday, we had Brian Danielson face Yuji Nagata another one his former mentor so like that it's kind of like them getting ready ready for each other if that makes sense yeah in addition to also wrestling a former triple crown champion because mm-hmm. obviously he lost to eddie there's all that the actual match itself listen eugene agata can't move the way that he used to mm-hmm. but that technique yeah you can't that technique you can't you, like that technique don't miss like you, that technical wrestling those submission maneuvers he still has it. Like, you know, he might not have the speed or the agility, but mm. you you know, you either got it or you don't when it comes to, like, that technique. And he still has it. That's blue justice. Some people say he's the only blue life that matters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. Even if he can't move that fast, it does take a special type of wrestler to adjust your style to your current body movement. Cause Absolutely. I thought he was a technical wrestler. Like if you're telling me he used to be out here moving and grooving, you could have fooled me. Now, I'm not saying he was no like high flyer, just mm-hmm. jumping off stuff now. But you know, obviously, like you know, when you're younger, you have like more jewelry. Yeah. But, but yeah. it's giving, it's really giving like technical down Perry Saturn. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like his his hit he he. This submissions, like he's like, like I said, he mentored Brian Danielson. That's one mm-hmm. of the people that Brian Danielson, you know, learned from. And so he got to showcase a lot of that here. Like Yuji Nagata, like he's still in like really, really great shape. And he has a very sharp wrestling. Yeah. And you can tell like he has an IQ, like continuing to go back and attack like all the spots that Brent Danielson has ever been injured, the arm that he uses to lock in his submissions. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very marked um and proficient like you know wrestler all around so i love this match like that was that was my main event really for collision <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a new japan girl so anytime like any other talent comes in old or young i'm just all over it i respect um, it but this was yeah this was fantastic um for me like i bring him back and let eddie bring him back <laughs> like i want eddie to wrestle him honestly like let's do it I will say when you were talking about him attacking the spots, there was a spot where Nagata was being really disgusting on Danielson's knees and then took his knee to the outside and wrapped it around the ring post and was just really giving it the what for. Danielson does pick up the win on this match with a psycho knee, um, but this was a good match. This was a good match, and Eddie Kingston was on commentary for this match. He kept saying, I know Danielson's trying to do this because he knows how much I respect this man Nagata and he knows how much I respected old boy from last week so you doing all this extra stuff I'm still triple crown champion so I think eventually Danielson might be the one to take it off at Eddie Kingston but I don't want I want Eddie Kingston to be champion forever because I love Eddie Kingston and I don't care who it is like I love my grandma but if my grandma was across the ring from Eddie Kingston (laughs) grandma get out the ring why you in there that man is crazy I I can't defend you And I will say, yeah, Eddie with three belts, it pops me. It pops me so bad. Uh, as a person who's going to revolution, 
Mm-hmm. I would not be opposed to that being the match, though. Like, you know, I'm never going to turn down a Brian Danielson match. Come on now. <laughs> and I'm never going to turn down an Eddie Kingston match. And, like, you want to put them against each other. At this point, it's like revolution. Every match can be the main event at this point. Um, but so, yeah, I, I'm i interested to see what's happening. And there's, like, a lot of interesting stuff, like I said earlier, with the BCC. Like, mm-hmm. during the Continental Classic. Eddie defeated every single member of the BCC. That's a fact. And so, like, you know, I think you have Claudio and Brian who are upset about it. And you have Mox who is just like, well, that's my friend and I'm proud of him. And so, like, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of, I think, interesting storyline threads, Mm -hmm. you know, wrapped around this. And then, like, you know, Brian was walking in, didn't acknowledge Eddie heading into the match. But then after it's, you know, he sticks his middle finger up. And so... (laughs) How old are you? <laughs> you know, I, I, you, I, I, I can appreciate the petty, especially yeah. like, and I can only imagine. I have to put myself in his shoes when I look over to that commentary table and I see not only Eddie Kingston but I see Brian and Nigel McGinnis. Ah, two bucks. Me a clam picker every chance he gets. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get one. You're gonna get you're gonna get these fingers. And like Nigel, don't even get me started on you. Every time I come around, you turn your chair this way. You don't even look at me. You don't even look at me. (laughs) Brian, at this point, I'm almost positive that's gonna be the match for All In and (laughs) Brian versus Nigel McGinnis. (laughs) I genuinely think I think that that's gonna be the match. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about it it because. I'm sad because he won't be able to commentate his own match. Oh, well. I mean, I'm probably going to be in the live crowd, so it doesn't really matter. I'm not going to hear it regardless, (laughs) but who's going to commentate that? I just feel like, you know. There are two things that need to happen as long as Nigel McGinnis is there. Nigel McGinnis versus Brian Danielson and Nigel McGinnis versus... um, Oh my God, Jay Lethal and Ric Flair promo. <laughs> I need, I need that. I need that. I need Ric Flair to come down there one time for the one time, and here come Jay Lethal one more time. Did somebody say, "Whoo, Tony, you, it's, it's right there." If you, if we're, if we are going to see Ric Flair, goddamn, you have to be subjected to this. Like, At least I, was, what I, want. I think I'll start. Ha- I'm not gonna lie. That might have make me have. TNA war flashbacks. I don't know. Like, I, I, was, I might have to start having war. I cover TNA and I don't care. That's one of my, that promo lives in my head rent free. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> rent free. That one of Booker T commentating his old match while he's fighting people. <laughs> I don't care. Rent free. Oh, Booker T sizing him up. Booker T's bad. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Nigel is going to have to do us the same thing. Oh, this clam dig. I'm kicking him. This clam dig. I'm kicking him. I, I will say, like, Going to Wembley last year was great, but I feel like the card is going to be so much better this year. I mm-hmm. think I, it hopes. I, 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 it seems like it's going to be like a lot more like big time wrestling matches, and that energy and that crowd. If Bri- if Nigel McGuinness literally picked up a microphone mid match, I think I think the place would explode. Like I genuinely think that the place would explode. Like the thing is. The UK crowds are already so lit. They'll they're already mm-hmm. they'll pop for just about anything, especially out there. But if he picks up that microphone, it's 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 over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> it's yeah. over. yeah, no, it's it's super over. Um, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to leave a thumbs up. Don't forget to send in your super chats, your humper chats. 
We love and respect you. Also, give Lyric lots of love. It's the first time here. And I'm glad that she's here with me, and I'm glad you all are here with me as well. Happy to be here. Um, we next have FTR backstage with Lexi Nair. Long and short of this promo is Mark Briscoe comes up and says, listen, I know they beat up your boy, but I'm here if you need me. And they're like, we're going to let Garcia decide. That's it. Nothing else. Um, then we get another backstage promo with Renee with Brian Cage. I wrote four notes that says, heck, Hook, he's so small. Hook came out and it said, that's my life. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to those two backstage promos? Um, I think that the Brian Cage Hook stuff is interesting. It's a great time. It's a great way to, like, I think, close the loop with that FTW story. And also, Mark Briscoe is always great. I'm happy, yes. always happy to see him. Um, and so I think having him as the man and waiting for the for the cage match, I think it added an interesting wrinkle because I feel like sometimes, like, you know, this stuff, these injury angles can be a little bit overbooked. Yeah. Like a little bit overbooked, but I think that they nailed it. They did just enough. So I'm here for it. Period. Also, speaking of period, Dan V, thank you so much for our first super chat that says the first Nagata match I ever saw was him against Angle in 08. Then I went back to watch more Nagata matches. Seeing Danielson versus Nagata was pretty surreal. It's funny you should bring up Angle because I definitely saw a meme of these guys talk about Shawn Michaels and his music, and then they started singing Sexy Kurt. So, (laughs) (laughs) Sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankles hurt. <laughs> oh, he got the hits, man. Thank you again, Dan V. Honestly, I am very happy that I'm a wrestling fan now and getting to see a lot of it, thanks to AEW and Impact, different wrestlers from yep. different promotions, different types of styles. Because now it makes me, like, I do now go back and try to watch New Japan, Stardom, or go watch old TNA just to see from whence these people came. So I'm always grateful, appreciative for stuff like this. Because I would have never heard of Nagata. Because I've heard, maybe I've heard the name in passing. Yeah. But I'm very appreciative for this type of stuff. I would have never known about Julia or Mariah May before this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Camille Brick. Or, uh... Who else was tearing it up in New... Even Mercedes Monet in New Japan. If all I know was Sasha Banks, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a whole different... It's just like a whole different world. And I would have, I would give out match recommendations, but I'm going to be honest. This new New Japan world system, everything ain't on there, and I'm I'm really, like, perpetually angry about it. <laughs> and, like, there's so many of my favorite matches that are on there, but I recommend, honestly, getting on cage match. Like, what I one thing I like to do, I'll just get on cage match, like, find a wrestler, like, I find interesting, and then I'll sort it, like, by, like, their highest mm-hmm. rated matches, and then, like, try to find them. You'll see a lot of stuff with Yuji Nagata, and I think, like, his career is super cool, it's because he's done a lot of stuff a little bit over everywhere, especially over the past few years. So he has matches with Noah, he has matches with All Japan, mm-hmm. has matches with New Japan, he has matches here in America. So there's tons of stuff that you can get into. Um, and like I said, he just did world tag league with Minoru Suzuki. And so even if you just want to hoot and laugh and New Japan, want to laugh. <laughs> New Japan, listen, New Japan put together a great mini documentary last year mm. um, heading into world tag league about their 40 year rivalry. I think it's about 25 minutes long. So it's on YouTube and free for anybody to watch um, about the story of Yuji Nagata and Minoru Suzuki. So even if you just want to dip your toes in with that, highly recommend. I love that. I do love that. Guys, Lyric is out here giving you education. She's teaching the children. 
<laughs> get you some new Japan. Speaking of teaching the children, the professors in town, and we got two women's matches, and we got two women's matches. Tony, I see that you're no longer choosing to be a coward, and I appreciate you. <laughs> I love you, Mr. Khan. We got Serena D versus Robin Renegade. Poor Robin Renegade. She put up a good fight, but girl, you was going to die from the word go. The show. Serena so, I mean, honestly, there needs to be a BCC with technical women wrestlers. It, there's a fever dream in my mind where Deeb and um, Parazzo work, but I it's come to my attention that it'll never work. But in my mind, in my heart. Yeah, I would say I all I could think about during that match is I said, whew, Serena Deeb and Deanna Parazzo, that could feed families. Bro. That it could feed families. I have to tell you, there are few technical wrestlers that I admire and that I love that I don't find their matches low-key boring. Deanna Perrazzo is one of them. I admire her so much. And I admire Serena. D Again, I know it'll never happen. But for me... <laughs> we'll be lucky to get the match, the singles match. Uh -huh. Teaming is, I think, a lot to ask for. But, yeah. You know... Again, if the singles match happens, we eat. Oh, we eat. We eat. The girlies are up. Like, I, 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 that was all I could think about. I said, this would feed families. I said, and then you throw Athena in the mix? A three way. There's Technical so, women's wrestling. There's so much. I just feel like there's so much potential right now with the AEW women's division mm -hmm. like there's so much of everything I feel like for the, for a while you had to choose I feel like there was you'd yeah. have women who are good in ring but like don't really have any charisma or mic skills right or you'll have women who are good on the mic and they have great presentation but aren't got like three moves <laughs> yeah Damn. exactly and aren't good in the ring right but I feel like now we're seeing a lot of total packages and that's mm -hmm. what I also really love about the Serena segment of just Beating Robin Renegade ass and then getting on the mic because no, bro, that's not something she really known for. You know, yeah. like, she ate that. She ate that mic time up. Like she ate that. She put the not. She laid out her three points. She said, "This is why I'm here." Mm -hmm. She said, "I'm here to you know elevate this women's division. I'm here to put the wrestling back in all elite wrestling. Period. And I'm here to be a champion." Honestly, I've been saying this from before, and I'm glad that Deep is well enough to compete. But Deep is a perfect fit for BCC. A Absolutely. Perfect fit for BCC. 100%. And when talking to my friends about, like, why wouldn't you put Deanna in over Deep? Because Deep fits that brawler, I don't care. Deanna is a surgeon. Deanna yeah. is going to rip you apart bit by bit, but it's meticulous. Deep is like, if I grab you. <laughs> I don't, good luck. <laughs> Deanna's calculated. Like she's also like, Dee being older, I think also makes her a better fit. Like, I think, you got to think, BCC, these are like, these are old heads. And even if these they're are, not like, Willa, you, you got an exactly, old, old. <laughs> exactly. Like, these are, these are old heads. And I think like, Serena Deeb has been around for a very long uh -huh. time. And I think that she's, she's excellent in ring. And I think like, she knows what she wants. She knows like, you know, what she where she wants to go in her career and she also knows like how to elevate other people and that's yeah. honestly what the bcc the veteran presence is all about like yeah how does this elevate the rest of the locker room and i think that for women specifically they need people like that because as you yeah. have a lot of fresh faces coming on mm -hmm. in 
you need like those strong, that strong veteran presence. And I think she's one of those people that provided. I think that Athena is one of those people. Yep. Um, I think Mercedes Martinez is a good example yep. of one of those people. And so I think that they should, I, I think that, you know, I'm excited to see what she does. I'm excited yeah. to see what she challenges for. Um, but yeah, the match that I want to see currently, I would love to see first Deanna Perrazzo and also, you know, Miss, Miss Monet, if, you know, if bring, you, bring her in, like bring her in. <laughs> I would like to see it. I would like to see, and also I would like to see her. You know, shake it up with somebody like you know Mariah May or yeah Tony Storm. There's just a lot of you know matches. There's a lot of matches that. There. I will also say that she in the BCC, she could do what the BCG did for Yuta for like they did. What's all Cameron? Cameron, whatever her name is, running with the Outcast. Can you imagine Holy her Cameron? Being- Harley, can, can you imagine her being a dead serious wrestler like they did Utes? I'm not gonna lie, I can't imagine it, but I would like to see it. I if if anybody could do it, I think that Serena Deep. Could yeah, Deep could definitely do it. If let's just say Harley Cameron for let's just say for the sake of argument, she does have the stones in the ring. We just never seen it. Deep would bring it out of her. I believe Deep could bring it out of any goofy wacky character like they did with yuda they they literally beat the best friends out of yuda yeah, and he was a ring of honor like champion i would like to see her work with julia hart actually i think that that especially like with house of black mm-hmm. i don't think that malachi and buddy are staying i don't think that they will be renewing their con their contracts Ugh. and so i just i think that i'm trying to think of like this i think moving forward i think that Julia, she has the character down pack. I think she has the charisma. We got to get this in ring down. And I think that working the with somebody, has gotten way better, but I it has gotten much better. But like for her to be that top player that I know they want her to be, and that I think that she can eventually can be, the in ring does have to improve. And working with somebody like Serena D, she's going to beat it into you. Yeah, and then you're going to beat it into these girls because I see it. Like, exactly. I see that there's a monster in Julia Hart. I see it. Absolutely. Just... It's, it's in the eyes. Like, you're yeah, it's in the eyes. We just take the right person to bring it out. That's why, like, you know, like, anytime I say, like, for, you know, like, oh, yeah, she needs to work on it. Like, the potential is all there. And one thing yeah. I appreciate about her is that, like, she's always been doing the work. Like, she's always been doing the work. Like, she was the girl working dark nonstop, mm-hmm. like, getting those mm-hmm. matches. Like, she was showing up. Like, you know, when the rest of House of Black was all TV, off TV, her and Brody were showing up and doing they, they spooky shit. Like, you know, they she, she shows up. And so I do think that it just has to be more emphasis on developing. And I think, you know, with the division getting so stacked. Yeah. For she's homegrown and so they got to make sure that she's developing at a pretty consistent rate because this new blood this girl's especially these girls came from who came from starting like y'all see mariah y'all ain't even seen megan bain yet because when (coughs) when miss megan bain pops up i will always say this if like if if you think mariah is rough camille brick is literally a brick She's literally stiff. And honestly, with all the rumblings of Gabby Tuft, oh my God, yes, this women's division is going to wake it up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages and everyone in between, we are coming up on the home stretch. We've got one more promo and then we've got that steel cage match. So get in your super chats. Get in your humper chat. Tell us how much you love us. Tell us how much you love Fightful. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Let's get into this CMLL video package. I have no notes because it was a CMLL video package. Lucha. Hey, you have any notes about this? Listen, I'm excited. Um, I'm so excited for CMLL. 
Um, I think that the AAA partnership is just not worth it at this point. The only person worth borrowing at this point is Vikingo. I think he'll sign the AEW whenever he's ready. Um, but CMLL, like if the possibilities are endless, they're the most popular um, promotion in Mexico. And honestly, mm-hmm. they just came off a really great year. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a excellent 2023. A lot of people, you know, listed them as their promotion of the year. And so that's actually one of my missions this year. I want to get more into um, CMLL and more into um, Lucha Libre. So Mystico is awesome. Volador Jr., um, all of these awesome people are going to kill it, I think, next week. But even more importantly, now that AEW has an official working relationship with CMLL, this opens the door for Forbidden Door to officially expand. Mm-hmm. And so we could see this year, it could literally be AEW, New Japan, CMLL for Forbidden Door now. It could be. And, it, and could be. it could easily be that this year. And so that's super exciting. Um, that's super exciting because honestly, I would make that fly. If y'all do it in the Marina Mexico, <laughs> she said, I'm a brother. Duolingo going to be sick of me. Hola. I will be there. Don't meet me there. Beat me there. Okay. That's one of my drugs. I've been to Japan. I've been to the UK. And now, come on now, Lyric. Come on now. Now I have to go to Mexico. Like, that's 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 a, and I'm trying to go to the Mecca of Lucha. What's I'm trying to, yeah. So, I, I'm super excited for this CMLL relationship. And my last thing I want to say is it's finally time. Book Brian Danielson versus Blue Panther. Um, so Blue Panther's old school, like CMLL vet. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson says he's wanted this match for a long time. Even since he was in WWE, he's been talking okay. about this for a long time. Finally, the stars have aligned. I think it's time to make it happen. So Danielson versus Blue Panther. That's what we need. I don't know who that man is, but I'm definitely going to look him up while I go to my <laughs> muggle job. <laughs> to my muggle job. <laughs> This is my wizard job. So after this, we'll go to my muggle job. This is like, my wizard job. Oh my God. Listen, wrestling, anything you want to do is your wizard job. Anything you have to do is your muggle job. That's so real. That's so real. <laughs> That's real. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the main event. It was a steel cage match. FTR and Mark Briscoe versus House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews. I'm not going to lie to you, Lyric. It broke my heart when you said that Malachi and Buddy might not be resigning. I mean, it's sad because I think that there's so much more for them to do. However, that being said, I don't think that House of Black, in my opinion, uh, sorry, gas, is just my opinion. I don't think that they were used properly in AEW. That's just me. Well, I think I don't I've never really seen the passion from them. I don't think like I never saw like. The whole, I, you know, I feel like you can really tell wrestler enthusiasm sometimes, like of how much they want to be there. I didn't, I haven't seen that a lot from them, from Brody and Julia, absolutely. But from Malachi and Buddy, I feel like it's kind of been like kind of off and on great wrestlers. Like, I've fantastic. seen it, but like, I feel like they don't use them enough. Kind of like, not House of Black, what's the other one? Dark Order. And when I do see you guys, you use them as a plot point to lose. Like Lance Archer. Y'all could win everywhere else but AEW. Now, Lance Archer, now I will say, now Lance Archer, that... Lance Archer, I love Lance Archer and I just don't get it. But you know what? Lance Archer reminds me a lot of Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen was 
in my opinion, the greatest foreigner to ever come through Japan. Uh So like he was super popular in America. He had runs in WWF and all these places, but his primary success came when he went to Japan and he ended up becoming like one of the biggest stars all Japan, like to the point after he retired, they kept him on staff, which doesn't really happen. They're like, he's a white man from Texas and they kept him on staff. (laughs) (laughs) And so Lance Archer is very similar in the sense of like, I think America, they acknowledge he's a great wrestler. They acknowledge that he has great matches. We acknowledge that, you know, he's done great stuff. Like his Texas death match, Hangman is one of my all-time favorite AEW. It was a good match. It was a good match. However, I do, when Lance Archer goes to Japan, they treat him like a god. Like, they do. They he's do. He's just, it's like a whole, it's, it's just a night and day. And like, so I think that, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's, the, I feel like that's the situation with him of just like, he's just, it, it it's just it, it clicks for that. He just reminds me a lot of, of Hanson. I can't explain mm-hmm. why. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Maybe it's that which we said, like maybe it's that that meat man thing. Like maybe it's like you know not knowing how to book those big men. So maybe that's where you know a meat tournament could you know really help. Yeah, I mean, I I again going back to House of Black. I thoroughly enjoy Malachi Black. And that's largely because this is a Zelina Vega stand account. Zelina Vega could slap the Pope, and I'd be like, he probably deserved it. <laughs> Malachi is is okay with is okay in my book. You know what I mean? But it's it's one of those things where I feel like again, like with um, Dark Order, I don't really see anything from these two. Like whenever you push them, they lose. I think them beating FTR should have been the right call. However, I understand why. Y'all wouldn't have them be FTR because like Collision is kind of FTR show now too. I, I get it. I get it. But at some point, what is especially Buddy and Malachi? What are we doing with them? Like you said, Julia's doing stuff, and King is right along with her doing stuff. But I feel like when it comes to doing actual things that Malachi and Buddy are involved in, they lose it, and I don't like that. I men not like that. Men not like that. So this match started off again. Remember, in the beginning of the night, Garcia was jumped. So Briscoe comes down with them, and after they play FTR music, FTR start going towards the stage, start going towards the ring, which was a rookie mistake, in my opinion, because you know the House of Black still got to come out. Mark Briscoe music come on. I think the lights hit black, and then the House of Black start jumping Mark Briscoe. Yeets this man into a table off the side. So now Mark Briscoe is out. Now it's 2v3. That was also the cleanest table bump I've ever seen. Yeah, oh, yeah. He went through that table perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like he he just hit it. I gotta say the Briscoes, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. Professionals, and I will always complain, and I'll complain now. Still, it's a travesty that it took his brother passing away before y'all put them on TV. If you Absolutely. can, if you can find this person being a piece of crap, you can also find the apology. You can also find this person putting in the work to undo the stupid shit that they Absolutely. did. Absolutely, and I think also like in wrestling. This week was a perfect example. We've seen a lot of people do bad shit and live unapologetically. Mm-hmm. They're not sorry at all. Did no work. They're not sorry to anybody. Take zero accountability. Mm-hmm. The Briscoes, like they said something terrible in the past and literally worked for years and years and years and years and years to educate themselves, mm-hmm. work on it, and like you know, we don't see that a lot ever. Yeah, period. Society, period. But let alone wrestling, you know. So. It's very, it, it, 
yeah, it's unfortunate that it took all that, but Mark Briscoe's killing it. Mark Briscoe is a is a professional. He's so good, and it's like, ah, oh, I love Mark Briscoe. So mm-hmm. that he gets taken out the top of the ramp, and it's 2v3. Now, I thought this was a traditional cage match. No, this was a cage eliminator match. So once you got out, you were out. There was nothing you could do about it. But I'm like, you could cheat, I guess. I don't know. So there was a big spot where Cash is diving from the top of the cage. And I got to give it up to Cash Wheeler because Cash Wheeler, we talk a lot about FCR, but I feel like a lot of it is focused on Dax. Cash has been doing it for the past six, seven months. So I got to give FTR hair all of his uh, accomplishments and his accolades. So when this is going down, FTR is getting beat up. Here come Daniel Garcia. Shout out to Daniel Garcia. I guess the match officially starts because Daniel Garcia gets into the cage. Garcia giving Buddy all the fists in the corner is what I wrote. And also there was a big spine buster on Dax from Malachi Black. All three at one point of House of Black start climbing out of the the cage. I think Daniel Garcia ends up getting King back in because I think King ends up getting out first because at the end it was going to be just Garcia at the end and buddy matthews gets out but gets on the apron because Dax touches the ground and like Dax is um he's out of the cage match so while buddy's climbing back up garcia has the wherewithal to throw black into the ring into the cage and knock off buddy so now buddy's knocked off which i thought was very innovative garcia is the only person in that tournament to pin every member of house of black so Put that in your memory banks. Even though it didn't matter, keep that in your memory banks. The match um, <laughs> the match ends with Briscoe hitting Black with the cage door so he couldn't get out. And Garcia climbs out, like pretty much yeets himself off the top. Yes. This was a good match. But like I said before, I think House of Black should have been FTR last week or the last time they had their meeting. Because I think House of Black needs to do something to further it. I think that there is a juxtaposition between Julia Hart and Brody King doing so well. And Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black, who's supposed to be leader of House of Black. I feel like always eating pins. Always. Like, shout outs to you for elevating younger talent. Because I think that House of Black did miracles for Daniel Garcia. But at the cost of House of Black. So I, I like this match. The match was great. I think there was a lot of fun action in there with the cage spots. Lyric, I ask you, what do you think now happens to House of Black? Because I think you mentioned that you think that Malachi and Matthews may or may not be resigning. But if they are, where do you pivot and what did you think about the match? Um, I like the match. I think it was a really good. It was chaotic. And honestly, I would be honest, the rules confused me a lot. Yeah. And after a while, I just like fuck it. I just, I just, I just gotta watch. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but I do think like the match was really good. Honestly, I think I don't know. Like I've never, I haven't been able to really sink my teeth into House of Black. Like outside of like you know Julia and Brody. Like I can't say like I'm super excited to see them like matched up with any per, anybody in particular. Just because, like I said, like. It just like doesn't feel like they want to be there sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. and wait, I mean, you know, everybody's entitled. You know, a job is a job. You know, hey. Um, but I do think that I personally would put them in the tag division um, because AEW clearly is in a midst of a tag division rebuild, uh-huh. and I think you need really, you need really like 
credible tag teams right now. And so me and they would be credible. Absolutely. They would be credible. Absolutely. And I think like they could be a really great contrast with a lot of this younger talent um, in the tag division right now with, you know, top, top flight, private party, you know, maybe, you know, have them work with the young bucks because they seem to probably going to be picking the titles back up soon. And mm. so I think that truly when it comes to tag team wrestling, if the young bucks can't get you over, nobody can. And so, like, and that's just the truth. So, if the Young Bucks can't get you over because they don't have bad matches in that tag division, argue with your mama. And come on, Lyric. <laughs> when they're on top of the tag division, you know it all as well. So may, that's what I would personally do. And the thing is, if and if you survive in the tag division, I think then, okay, let's see what we can do with single spots. Because the tag division, it doesn't, I think a lot of times, like, you know, historically, sometimes people look at, at tag team wrestling as a step down. And I think yeah. That, AEW up until last year did a really good job of making of respecting it, it. Yeah. yeah, of respecting it. And I think also it's just like a step, how do I say it could be your stepping stone? Look at Swerve. I think Swerve is a great example. Mm-hmm. Came into AEW, picks up the tag titles. The tag titles were his launch point that really helped him break out as a single star. Same thing as when AEW first started, right? Hegman and Kenny Omega picking up the bills. And look, started one of the greatest storylines, I think, of, you know, of all time in in AEW. And so I think it could be a really great launch point. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's why I would personally put them if they stay. But, you know, like I said, it was a great match, chaotic. Damn, Garcia was the big, big winner here. And yeah. honestly, that's all I care about. I'm, I can't say I'm a huge FT. I'm not a huge FTR fan. And I can't say I'm a huge House of Black fan, but... You know, when FTR, they have a good match, they have a good match. And that, that's just the truth. Like, when they're on, when they're the one, when they turn on to level 10, they're, they're, they're excellent, you know? And so. Yeah. And my, would, bad, my biggest issue, too, is I feel like Malachi is a singles guy. Where King is, Malachi should be. And where King and Buddy are, not to say that King isn't a good guy, but I think that King and Matthews, King and Murphy. No, is it Buddy Matthews or Buddy? No, it's Buddy yeah, Matthews. He's Matthews here. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think they would be a great, meaty, heavyweight tag team. And Malachi should be your All-Atlantic. Maybe even your international. You know what I mean? But, you know, it remains to be seen. You know, I'm not a booker. I just Yeah, you know, wrestling is <laughs> The thing is, especially the way the AEW books, uh, as you see, a lot of times for you to become that major player, you got to be willing to lose. Yeah, because I feel yeah. like Garcia looks amazing now. Acclaimed did the same thing. Hart did Brody the same King thing. was a great example, right? Brody King used to, lost throughout the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Classic and came out of there looking like a million bucks. Swerve is a great example. Swerve lost to everybody. Yeah. Swerve was getting pinned by everybody. Think about like dark, like he was getting pinned he spent a lot of, you know, the end of 2022, early 2023, just straight getting pinned. And mm-hmm. so in great matches and showcases. And so, like, I think a lot of times some of the talent who come from WWE, like, they see they see themselves as stars, which they should, of course. But they think, like, oh, well, I, I don't I don't need to be losing to nobody. And the thing is, for you got to, like, take a – sometimes you got to take a temporary setback. to get a W. Absolutely. Temporary setback for a major comeback. And so mm-hmm. – it builds you up. Absolutely. 
That's a great way to end this show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Lyric, where can people find you? If they're like, oh my God, this girl was so amazing. I want to follow all her <laughs> wrestling stories, all of her stuff. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me at Lyric Wrestling. Um, just Lyric, L-Y-R-I-C, um, like the words to a song. Um, Lyric Wrestling on Twitter and Instagram. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which my which has my podcast, Maps and Graps. Um, at Lyric Swinton, so my first and last name, L-Y-R-I-C-S-W-I-N-T-O-N. Period, ladies and gentlemen. I am Cresta Star. You can find me here every Thursday, every Saturday, for the most part, except today, Sunday, covering <laughs> Collision and TNA. If that's a lot, you can find me over on Cresta V Star on X or Twitter, whatever the youth is calling it. There's a link tree in my bio. Don't forget to subscribe to 5 Five selects, Jesus Christ. Five full select, the best $5 in the business. Like I said, we're approaching 11,000 subs. You guys, you, you sign our checks, baby. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You guys have a great evening. Have a great day. Subscribe to Five Full Select. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Follow Lyric. Follow Cresta. Support wrestling. I love you all. Catch you on the flip side. Bye. And stream, and stream, and stream, and, and, ah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.